That is literally one of my favorite songs of all time. If you haven't heard it, you should definitely listen to it. It's Kings of Leon, and the song's called Closer. I'm fan Austin, but that song's legit. That's just an instrumental version, though. Just an instrumental. So. I've actually never heard it. I, I've heard of Kings of Leon. I listened to a few of their songs, but I, yeah. I haven't heard that one. That's pretty good, dude. That's pretty good. That's just the uh, instrumental version, the karaoke version, I guess you would say. But uh, it's pretty good, though. But uh, welcome in, uh, all the millions of people around the world, to the uh, channel podcast. We're going to get into a lot of things. We're going to get into the Vols, you know, falling to Kentucky, 64 to 77 at home. And uh, why me and Austin didn't make it to the game. Mother Nature just just frowned upon us that day. She intervened. It was a terrible day. It was an awful day. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely explain why it was an awful day. Uh, and the XFL. First impressions of the XFL. We will explain and get into detail with that. But first, Jeremy Pruitt has made some changes on the coaching staff. And we're going we're gonna to read something um, from the Swain event today. We had uh, David Johnson on. Was it David Johnson that came on the Swain event earlier today? Yeah, yeah, it was David Johnson discussing the comments he made in the Florida State event, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's some... right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, we made the, – the Vols made a lot of coaching changes. Jimmy Pruitt made a lot of coaching changes. Uh, a lot of fans – I don't know how a lot of fans feel about it, but I really like it because I'll tell you why. I will tell you why after I read this statement or – Quote from the Swain event today. It says, uh, in regards to David Johnson, it says, Johnson stated that, well, first off, everyone knows, everyone's seen the the video. The video of David Johnson uh, saying something negative about he, Tennessee. That he um, had trouble working there because he didn't trust what was going on or something. Yes, he didn't trust. Okay. Yeah, he didn't trust Tennessee, Jerry Pruitt. That's what it came off as um, correct. But on the uh, Swain event today, and props to, props to Jason Swain for uh, getting him on, which is that's pretty, that's pretty cool. But uh, Johnson stated that it was his wife who first pointed out to him. And, and this, this is from uh, a Rocky Top Insider article. Uh, Johnson stated that it was his wife who first pointed out to him that the comments came off wrong came off the wrong way and it was because of her his wife that he realized he needed to apologize for what he said but the first for this to come out and i know the way it sounded that's why i'm glad you allowed me to come on here johnson said to swain that's why i didn't respond on twitter or anything like that my wife told me the same thing she said it didn't sound right you need to clear it up so I'm glad you've given me this opportunity to apologize for the way it sounded. I did not put it in the right light. And that's why I wanted to come on and make sure people understood that there was no intent to take a shot at anybody. I wouldn't be in this position without Coach Pruitt. It's just that it's just that simple. He gave me this opportunity. I enjoyed myself at Tennessee. What are your first thoughts after reading that? What does that even, what does that even mean? Like, uh, you didn't want the comments to be, uh, 
I think he just didn't realize what he was saying, I guess. But I, I guess it's, we'll just let it go. But um, it's it still was still bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I I think he he <laughs> he he said what he said, and I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says. What you say is what you mean. Mm-hmm. And that was not out of context. I don't understand what was out of context about it. I just think, and here's what I was meaning when we opened the podcast. I'll give you my opinion on the whole Jimmy Pruitt and all the coaching changes. Jeremy Pruitt wants the best for this team. And Jeremy Pruitt is making changes. And a lot of people either want to leave or he wants them gone. And I don't know what the story is with David Johnson or any of any of the other coaches that he let let go. But he's making changes, in my opinion, for recruiting reasons. Well, you do have to think about with the David Johnson situation. He was he was the receiver coach. And they moved him over to um, running backs because we hired T. Martin. That might have been something that upset him, but he said he didn't have a problem with it in the uh, Swain interview. But yeah. it could have been something that bothered him a little bit, and that could have been what he was referring to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, I think it's when you want to win as a head coach, when you want to win, and you have. There are times in every single business or every single work place where there will be people that disagree and don't follow what you want to do. And they will either leave or y'all will either disagree and they will move on. It happens everywhere in every college town and every college program. And here's what I think. Here's my opinion. And I think I, I think I kind of hinted at this on the last podcast. Jeremy Pruitt does not give a damn. Jeremy Pruitt wants to win football games. And Jeremy Pruitt will do whatever it takes to win football games. He doesn't care about your feelings. He just wants to win. That is my opinion on that. And what was one of the coaches from Ohio? He came from Akron, and then he has SEC ties. Uh, uh, Sheldon Felton. Yes. So he has – yeah. So he has ties in Ohio, which is a big recruiting ground. He has ties in the SEC, which is a massive recruiting ground. I don't care what anyone says. He needs people to recruit because clearly you can tell he can coach now. Here's what – here's my opinion on the situation. What did the staff get? It got a whole lot younger. It was a lot of older guys at those positions. And really, they weren't carrying their weight recruiting, especially with Tracy Rocker, who went to South Carolina. And uh, him going to South Carolina, of all jobs, is a pretty clear sign that it wasn't like Tracy Rocker leaving because uh, he saw a better situation at South Carolina. No, he left because they, they were going to fire him or he could leave. And that's what, that's what he went with him with South Carolina because that's a sinking ship, if anything, sinking ship. South Carolina fans are calling our program a single chip, which is <laughs> I like, saw a, that. I saw it's that. like, it's I saw like, that. it's like they're halfway in the, in the water. Like, Hey, you're going to sink. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a miracle. Uh, uh, Will Muschamp is there right now. I mean, they only, they only kept him because of how many coaching changes were happening in the conference already. And they didn't want to get the worst head coach out there. 
Right. Exactly. And we and we immediately I, hired a new guy. And, exactly, and that's that brings my me uh, brings me to my next point. Jeremy Pruitt knew. I mean, he had a clue. Some of the guys were going to leave. He kind of knew. But there's always two sides to the story, right? Yeah. And it goes back to what I just said. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. And he had he had dudes ready. He knew stuff was going to happen. Like when Jim Chaney, everyone was up in arms about, oh, my God, we don't have an offensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. He knew. He already knew who he was going to hire. Yeah. He is one step. It seems like he's one step ahead of everything that's about to happen. I mean, it's, it's the God honest truth. He's one step ahead because you don't, people don't leave or, or you don't tell people to leave, which probably happened in some of the scenarios that happened this week and the coaching changes without knowing who you're going to hire. And he knew already, he knew already. And he made him immediately. It wasn't like, he had to wait and people can say what they want about Cheney, but he already knew he was letting him finish at Georgia. And then he came to Tennessee. Jamie Pruitt knew he was going to hire before it even happened. So he knew it was going to happen. And again, it happens at every program, but I felt like Jimmy Pruitt was a step ahead of the process. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I wouldn't say hundred percent. He knew he was going to hire Cheney from, from the get go. Cause he interviewed a lot of guys. So I don't, I I think I think he had a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean he was definitely always. I out think there. he had a pretty good idea. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, but all the coaching hires I'm pretty much okay with, and of course we're still looking for other guys. Um, the only one that uh, I mean you're gonna lose some guys to the NFL. I mean if an NFL opportunity opens and those guys want a career in the NFL, they they'll go. You know, and there's nothing you right. can do about that. If this if college is not their main goal then they're gonna jump at any opportunity getting into the pros and i, I don't fault them for yeah. that and you can't look bad at jeremy pruitt for that it's it's just what happens and yeah it's a lot of turnover i'm not gonna lie like we this is not like exactly the best situation in the world to be changing i don't know i think it's like six or seven members on our staff right now but at least three of them were kind of more on our end you know letting them go and the other ones, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny a better situation. So, is it odd that it happened right after signing there? It is a <laughs> bit odd. I guess that's when their job was done for the year. <laughs> that, 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 that is a. I mean, it's not as good is as it my Jerry skin Pruitt? a little bit. It, All these players, like, it, they don't get to make a decision after signing day. You get these players in the building, and then the coaches leave. That's crazy. That's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty weird. I, I, I disagree with that. That's a little. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Jeremy Pruitt will do anything to win. It's like he knew they were leaving, but he kept them around until National yeah. Signing Day, until it was all over, until that ink hit the paper. And you're here, buddy. You are here. Yeah. You're here. You're here. Do? If you want to transfer, go ahead, but no. I mean, that's just that's how it works. It's a little Smart messed bench. up, but that's how the college game works. It's a business, my friend. It's a business. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Oh, it's my son. It's my daughter. It's a business. Sorry. That's how things work. That's how things work. I think we got better. That's just my opinion. I think we got better. I'd say we so. got younger. We did younger, like you said. We got younger. We got younger, better, and we 
we got people who will probably go out and bust their butt for recruiting more. Have you noticed that he hasn't gotten rid of any of the crucial recruiting pieces that we have? Like Niedermeyer or – I mean, he wasn't going to get rid of him. Or Niedermeyer hasn't left or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, like the like the crucial recruiting pieces. Yeah. The ones who were or who bust their ass at recruiting. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you just said about uh, – God, what's his face? Rocker? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was who, – was, who, who was the main guy he didn't get? Uh, Jay Hardy. Jay Hardy was a yeah. pretty much silent commitment to Tennessee, and then out of nowhere he flips and goes to Auburn. And we were never yeah. able to get him back. He was a five star. I think was he five, maybe a four star out of. Uh, he was a high four star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's a really good player. Really good player. One of those guys like. But you should dominate the Chattanooga region pretty much. Maybe Georgia has a little bit of ground there, but you should pretty much yeah. dominate there. Yeah. Um, speaking of Chattanooga, <laughs> there's that trans. There's there's that transformation right there. There it goes. <laughs> there's that. That's my game right there. That's a tra- yeah. He's a transition master, man. Transition, <laughs> baby. Speaking of Chattanooga, let's trans. Let's uh, let's uh, let let's get to uh, the Kentucky Tennessee game, and let, let's get to why we didn't make it there. Mm-hmm. Because instead of driving straight to Knoxville, like I should have done. <laughs> I should have just left your ass at the house and went to the game. I had to travel to Chattanooga to pick you up. Yes. And I left my house very early in the morning, 4.55 to be exact, my time to leave to come pick you up. It was a beautiful morning in Nashville, Tennessee. As I got into my car, started the – ignition and put a smile on my face and like let's ride let's go baby let's go watch this kentucky game mother nature was a bitch she didn't she didn't like me this day this day she did not like me i get about 50 miles outside of chattanooga and uh it looks like a antarctica Blizzard death of America, even though Antarctica's not in America. It looked like an Antarctica snow death storm of the century. Out of out of nowhere, peanut-sized styrofoam snowflakes start blowing into my windshield. I'm like, dude, what is going on? This is this is out of nowhere. And this crap is coming down hard too. And there's several people in front of me, and the you know traffic, of course, starts slowing down because humanity is crazy when they see rain or snow or anything like that. Only in Tennessee, though. Especially in Tennessee, yeah. Especially <laughs> in Tennessee. But I'm <laughs> I'm driving my car. I'm like, okay, this will pass. No, it didn't pass. This crap got so bad that I could not see out of my windshield. I could not see the car in front of me. The roads got so bad I was literally scared for my life. I thought I was going to slide off the road at some point into the woods into oblivion. I, I mean, I don't even know. It got so bad that you couldn't even see the road anymore. 
And I at one point I got behind this 18-wheeler and I was driving. And I, I told you just earlier, Austin, that I was driving mm-hmm. and this 18-wheeler was in front of me. And I was using his tracks of his tires to keep traction on the road. Yeah. But eventually, I don't know where he went. He just kind of kind of just kept going. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he was the, the main reason why all traffic in the highway eventually shut down for three hours. I'm pretty sure he was the one that caused every wreck imaginable because that guy was flying down the highway. But eventually, his tread of his tracks on the road froze over. And... I called you, and you had, you weren't even awake yet. I don't think, right? You like no. you weren't awake. I called you like I called you like two or three times. Like, dude, what the hell is going on? <laughs> the only spot in all of Tennessee here that is snowing right? is right here. It's like you're looking <laughs> nowhere for it. else. <laughs> you could have gone snowing. to Memphis. You could have gone to anywhere else in the state, but that little southeast corner, man, that was the worst place to be. My God. I was literally pissed at the snow. I was literally talking shit to snowflakes. Uh, I was like, you fall one more time. I'll come out there and whip your ass. Like, it just kept coming and coming and coming. That's what she said. And everything, like, it's just like, everything went wrong. And I finally got to, like, this one part of the highway. I was like, okay, it's, it's starting to clear up. The snow started to kind of, you know disintegrate a little bit kind of started to slow down and then out of nowhere everybody stopped there was nothing but a highway nothing but a highway and six billion cars parked in the middle of the highway i turned on the radio some local radio station there and they <laughs> mentioned the first i'm already in the panic mode right i'm already in a panic mode and the first thing i hear when i turn on the radio is this folks this is bad this is really bad we weren't expecting this this is horrible i was like oh good awesome that's the first thing i hear this is terrible like literally without saying it he was like we're all gonna die here today and i was just like wow so i put my car in park i have a little package of little debbie donuts in my in my car and i was like oh my god this is gonna be my last meal my last meal is going to be donuts from mm. Little Debbie, Little Diabetes. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I, I remember calling you, and I was like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Mm. And so I keep continuing to sit there and sit there and sit there. And finally, I get out of my car, and I ask this other trucker, I'm like, hey, have you heard anything on your little uh, CB radio, whatever you listen to in there? And she was like, yeah, it's going to be like another two and a half hours until we get moving. There's like nine wrecks up there. I'm like, what? Uh, two and a half more hours till we start moving? And so I get back in my car, and I'm just like, dude, what the heck am I going to do? So as I'm sitting in my car trying to contemplate of what to do, this woman, <laughs> random woman walks up to my car and says, Hey, she like knocks on my window. She she goes, "Hey man, you got any water in there? <laughs> you got any water in your truck?" I was like, "Uh, no. I mean, we've only been out here an hour, lady. You died of thirst already." Was, I was like, "There's I mean, snow if, everywhere." If you get exactly, if you get too thirsty, just melt some of this snow that's fallen yeah. in the past hour. Balls deep snow. 
melt that shit down and drink it. I don't care. Yeah. She's a creepy slice. She looks like she's homeless. I'm like, where did you come from? The gutter? I was just like, it was crazy. And then, so I get out of my car and I walk like a mile back. I walk like a mile back trying to find a place to where I can get out. And I find this, this median where the cops usually sit to pull people over. And there's two 18 wheelers. It's like a, it's like a sign from above. I see this median, these two 18 wheelers sitting right in front of the median. And there's just enough space to fit a car through the median. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's like light just opens up. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. This is amazing. So I turn around and drive the wrong way in the uh, emergency lane. And everyone's honking at me. And I'm like, dude, I don't even care. I don't even care. Honk all you want to. I'm getting out of here while you sit here. Yeah. So I drop a mile back the wrong direction to the emergency lane, cut it between those two 18 wheelers, and I barely make it to because it's a skinny little slot that I have to fit through. And as soon as I get out of that little hole and back to the other direction of the highway to go back home, I see a sign and it says, Jesus loves you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You did it for me. You did it for me. But I totally missed the game. We totally missed the game. No, we totally missed the game. Uh, my car totally missed- has no tires, basically. I mean, it has tires, but not <laughs> snow. Like, snow is like, you, you got no chance. <laughs> it's basically like a death sentence to try to drive this little car in, in the snow. So I I didn't get to go. But, uh, uh, I mean, I, yeah, it, it was a fun game. I guess I um, I I made it to Buffalo Wild Wings in Nashville mm-hmm. about two minutes into the game, so I, I pretty much watched the entire game. Yeah. And um, at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know how like it has a loudspeaker on, but there's so much noise you really can't hear what's going on, kind of. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're watching it on silent, but you're kind of not. You just hear a bunch of random noise in the background. Yeah, it's so weird. But like. It's different when you watch a basketball game and you can't really hear what's going on or what the announcer is saying. It, 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 it's totally different when you're watching it, almost in silence, um, without any commentary or whatever, because you can kind of dissect what's going on more than you can when you're watching it, when other people are giving their opinions, like announcers and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I didn't think we played terrible. No, no. Not I, at all. I've never like, walked away from a Kentucky loss feeling better. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like we did all we could. We're just, we're just not very just got, good. We don't just have got very good players right now. I mean, we we lack scores. Um, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky's really good. I I haven't haven't been given enough credit because I haven't been watching them enough to give you know them credit for it. But they got a good team this year. They got a really good team. Uh, yeah. They're a lot more athletic. They're a lot more skilled. They're they make they're. They're better at making shots. Honestly, the fact that we only lost by 13, and really it was like six or seven, if you really want yeah, to break it down. That score, that score was very misleading. Yeah, very misleading. Like, I, I, I saw a bunch of stuff online. It was some it was some stupid barstool post or something like that about Tennessee fans are mad at Calipari for making a comment about the two-sided paper after Kentucky whooped Tennessee's ass. I'm like, dude, did you? Like, I, I get it, but that, that post kind of pissed me off because I'm like, dude, they did not whip Tennessee's ass at all. Like Tennessee was, it was the whole game. Like, it's like we said, like Kentucky was just better. They're just a better team. Yeah. They, they have way more talent. They have better shooters. And it was a 10, it was between a 10 and a five point game, pretty much the entire game. It was, 
Tennessee would go on a little run and make it like a four or five point game. We're like, all right, we're in this. And then Kentucky would just, you know, go on a five nothing run yeah. and just take it back to 10 again. We were never able to close that gap and yeah, get really never. into the lead. Um, it's It was frustrating. Don't get me wrong. It was a frustrating game, but there were some bright points in it. Folky was, was great as always. And, um, you know, Viscovi had a lot of great shots. Viscovi had that one three at the shot clock buzzer that, oh, so sweet. I mean, I, I really like what he's going to be. We we have we're gonna be good in the future. This is just not this is not the year. Thank you, exactly. And everyone is so pissed about this year. I'm like, dude, you got you got to get over this year. Just just get over it. Like this year, and I I, yeah yeah okay. That's whatever her name is on freaking whatever that movie is. Um, let it go, let it go. Anyway, Yeah. yeah, whatever. How do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> frozen. There it goes. That was frozen this weekend. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man. Iron Man. But, uh, but yeah, man, it was just Tennessee was outmatched. Fulkerson, you know, had 16 points. Uh, Viscovi, like you said, Viscovi, he had, dude, he had 18 points. And I have to, I have to, uh, I have to apologize to you, Austin. Yeah. I have to apologize about the scope. You texted me, and we talked about this in a previous podcast. You texted me and said, Biscovi might would be one of the better shooters I've ever seen at Tennessee, or something to that extent. I, I said that uh, he's the best shooter I've seen here since uh, Lofton. And I right now, it might not be the case 100%, you know, the numbers exactly. But, but I, exactly. I can see him turning into that. Okay, that's where I agree with you. You see signs from Santiago Scovey of just would you say greatness? I don't know. Because he shows he's going to mature into a player. Mm-hmm. And he's this good already. He, like seven games in or how many games has he played? It hasn't been that many. He gets maybe. better. Yeah, he gets better every game. He gets better every game. I mean, uh, the first three games, people were all really mad over his turnovers. He had 21 turnovers in his first three games. Yeah. In his last five, he's at eight. He fixed that issue. He got better. He, uh, he adjusted to the game. He's a really good player. He's going to he's gonna be great. The guy has eyes in the back of his head, can pass to any yes. corner. He, he sees the court better than anyone I know. He sucks on defense. I won't lie about that. But um, he's a great shooter. He, he he does okay driving to the lane, which is surprising. I mean, he's so freaking dude. Rude. He had that he had that really nice just floater mm-hmm. in the lane, dude. Okay, I gave you crap for saying Muscovy could be one of the best shooters ever at Tennessee. I'm not going to say that yet, but I have to apologize for it because you were kind of right. The dude, the dude shoots mm-hmm. really well at times. And yeah. he's only going to get better. And the next two or three seasons, he's going to have a bunch of oh my gosh moments. I'm calling it now. Oh, he's going to get he's hot have... and, and beat beat teams in their own house. Like he, I, I think one eventually he'll yes. get hot and beat Kentucky in a row. I could see a night like that. Of course, he's, he's going to, to figure. Yeah, ex- yeah, he's going to figure out the college basketball. He's gonna finish. He's gonna figure out college basketball. He's gonna figure out the SEC. He's gonna figure out his opponents. He's gonna watch more film. 
And he's going to turn into a guy that you're just like, oh, my gosh, at times. Like, a holy crap type of moment. Like he, he's gonna have he's gonna start having those in the next two or three seasons. It's just gonna be he's that kind of player. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of Manny Ginobili. Uh, just not obviously he, he's not there yet, but he he can get there. I think. I mean, I, a little like, yeah. not kind of yeah, not full on yeah, Manny no, Ginobili, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he he reminds you. He, yeah, he, I mean, he reminds you. Guy Gonzaga, one. You know, he he's one of those guys. He's one of those um, you know out of uh, international. Guys that just like yeah. they they have a different style to the game, and it's just kind of pretty to watch. And if he went to Gonzaga, he could have, he would be doing great things this year, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be a game changer yeah. in the next and in, in, in the coming years. He's going to be a game changer. Um, <laughs> game changer, game changer, be a game changer, a game changer, game changer. Okay. All right, first thoughts of last game. Uh, yeah. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. First thoughts of Jordan Bowden, last game. Jordan Bowden, go. <sighs> he's he's doing all he can. He he's playing his heart on defense, so that's how that's why I'm not mad at him. Like I'm not mad at him because I see him giving his heart all on defense, and he's just not, ain't got it on offense right now. He had 16 points, but the shots just aren't going down for him. And yeah. you feel for the guy. Like I've heard people talk, maybe he's a little injured. I mean, that's that's been a, just some of my people talk like theories on why he's playing so bad right now. But yeah. he's just he's he's a role player too. He isn't he isn't like a leader. He isn't the guy that steps up and wins games. In my opinion, I hoped he could turn into that because I saw that at times last year and throughout his career. But it it isn't happening. And uh, he he just he. He's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. He's frustrating, but just all you can get out of him right now. Yeah. Okay. Busy some on defense. And who do you want us to put in there? I mean, uh, Gaines yeah. is great on defense, but he can't score to save his life. And Jalen Johnson doesn't play well on defense, and he really doesn't give you any more on offense. And, and Jordan yeah. Bowden gives you the option of like a really good spurt. Like Jordan Bowden can have those moments where it's like, you know, wow. But um, he doesn't have them often, so that's all right. So you just explained or described Jordan Bowden. Now describe John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson is one of the most dirty, hardworking guys you've ever seen. He's a he's a garbage man. Like he gets he gets everything, all the points that other guys don't want. Like no one wants to defend him because he comes in there all elbows and shoulders, and <laughs> he's gonna get the ball in the hole. Like that guy works harder than anybody almost I've ever seen here, and he plays right. way above his skill level. He, he mm-hmm. he's a great guy. He, he's so good. I mean, he obviously has has his limits because he's not very athletic and he's, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. But he's one of those hardworking guys, and he's playing right. out of position. He, he shouldn't be at the at the five and the four. Like, or he, yeah, he should, at, he should be at the four, but he shouldn't be at the five ever, which he is a lot. He, like he's not a natural center. He should be a power forward. But we're using him as, mm-hmm. as center, so uh, Folky's the best player on this team right now, in my opinion. Okay, he's most productive. So, <clears throat> so listen to this: John Fulkerson, last game, sixteen points, two assists, seven rebounds. Jordan Bowden, sixteen points, two assists, nine rebounds. That's a little surprising. 
<laughs> right? Right? You feel like you feel like Folky does <laughs> right? a lot more, but yeah. I know. Well, what's the free throws? Uh, let me see. Free throws. I mean, you probably I'm gonna try I don't have the stats and free throws are right in front of me right now. But those are the those are the main stats right there. I know I know Jordan Bowden's really good at free throws. Um Fulkerson can be. He's pretty he's pretty good as well. He's all right. Um but yeah, Bowden, sixteen two at nine. John Fulkerson sixteen two and seven. I guess it's like an expectation expectation thing. You, you know Bowden can have those nights where he can put up, you know, twenty five points sometimes. But yeah, uh, Folky, it's kind of like he just he had twenty two against uh, Alabama. That was career high. So yeah. uh, that's what that's what goes against. Okay, I've been saying this my entire life. People tell me all the time stats don't lie. Yes, they do. Stats do lie. Stats lie because you just told me Fulkerson plays just hard nosed, pretty much bully ball. Jordan Bowden, you just kind of described. He didn't play very well, but the numbers look good. the The stats look good. Sixteen, two, and nine. I mean, that was almost a double double. Yeah, it's true. But um, it's just it's 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 it's, it's weird to look at. It's weird to look. At. I didn't have a lot. Jordan Bounds have it with Ballin after that last game. To be honest, he's had much worse games here. So you take what you can get from him, and you know, Folky. It seems like we're always satisfied with Folky because our expectations for a guy like that are just a little bit lower, you know. And when he really does step up, it's 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 great. And he is stepping up consistently now, so we can't really have that anymore. He would like. I never really wanted to see Folky start. Like, if that's honestly like, he just never seemed like a guy that should be starting. But right now, obviously, that's not not the case. He his his uh. His jump shot is kind of almost almost like a fadeaway jump shot. Like that 10, 10 to 12 foot range mm-hmm. has really just it's developed. It looks so it looks so good. Yeah. It looks so good. Him and Pons both have done a great job of developing that. It looks it's really not my good. my favorite it shot really... in the world because I, I think they're only like they only make like one fourth of them, but yeah. Yeah. You you know it, it you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of back in the day when Eric Ainge used to play for us. And it was his sophomore year, I believe, when he threw the ball. And he was like, oh, crap. Don't throw the ball. Don't throw the ball. And then it was like his junior season when he came out and just started lighting it up. And every pass he like threw was like spot on. Hmm. And you're like, oh, God, don't, don't pass the ball. Don't pass the ball. And then the next season, you're like, oh, my God. I feel comfortable with you passing the ball. Fulkerson, last season, you're like, oh, God, don't shoot the ball. Don't shoot the ball. This season, you're like, okay, I feel comfortable with him shooting the ball. It's weird. It's really weird. It's weird. He's a lot better than he was last year. I think a lot of that is what, at least what I've heard, he's 100% healthy finally. You know, he had that injury his freshman year, and he's he's been struggling with that every year until this year. He, this is the first year he said he feels 100% healthy, I think. Yeah. That's a lot and, to um, do, I feel like. Yeah. Um, he's playing He's playing well, though, man. He's playing well. And, but, you know, it's <laughs> – is it bad to say that he's your best player? Is that, is that a bad thing? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing. It, it shouldn't be. If he's your best player, you're not winning a lot of games. And guess what? We're not winning a lot of games. <laughs> uh, yeah, this team just needs a needs a score. We need a Grant Williams. We need an Admiral Schofield. We need a, a clear-cut, really good player. Like, it shouldn't be like a – we shouldn't be like, who's our best player? Uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess it, it, you could say folky. I don't know. Yeah. If you're if this is your response, and your team's probably not that good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just the case. I mean, yeah, we just we there's no there's no guy that you know is gonna be oh that guy's gonna be a star in the NBA. I mean maybe maybe Pons is honestly has the best NBA talent on the court. Yeah, Triple J, I guess. Yeah, that that guy. My goodness. What? That guy, I've never seen someone block so many shots in my life. Mm-hmm. It's 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 unbelievable to watch. He he's the he's the best blocker we've had here, maybe ever. I, I know Stokes was great at blocking shots, but I'd say Pons is better. I mean, have you ever seen those those videos on Twitter or online where it's like the German slap contest where they slap the crap at each other until they knock each other out? <laughs> Actually, have you seen those? <laughs> like they like, like literally it's like arm wrestling but it, they slap each other across the face huh. until someone knocks the other one out and they just and they the, the winner goes on to the next round the next round so and so blah blah I would love to see Pond be in one of those contests <laughs> and to see how many people he would just knock their like literally knock their heads off their damn body Bro. I just love to watch that. That guy, that guy looks like he's made in like a factory. Like, like he does not look like a human being. I, I, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not saying anything about America, but like, I think it, I think him being international was a big part of that. I feel like they might have a little, you know, I don't know, cleaner. Like, he said that one thing he had to adjust to when he came to America was the food. Like, it was less fresh and you know, less farm made and less, you know, like yeah. all the chemicals and stuff. I feel like. I feel like he was just developed like more naturally, and this is just a freaking monster that was, you know, I don't know, a yeah. specimen. A specimen, you know. He seems so focused. Yeah, he, he reminds me of those, one of those like warriors off Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like that long and lanky and just big, long, yeah. big. He's a big Frenchman. Have you ever listened <laughs> to him a... talk? Oh yeah, he's so French. Yeah. <laughs> he's so French. He's so French. Um, Do you know he's married. What? Yeah, yeah, he has a wife. <laughs> I think he might have a kid too. Oh, how nice! <laughs> the the big Frenchie. Oh my gosh, this is weird as hell. Um, all right, let's get let's get. I, I apologize uh, for. <laughs> I apologize. I'll be with us. Sorry, you had to witness Rainy's growl. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's him and uh, hey, him hey, hey, what's, what's wrong with my growl? What's wrong with my growl? He, he has, he's walking down the alley with Whole Foods, just going, whatever that is. You know, how many, you know, how many women I pull with that growl? How many? Absolutely none. That's none of them. That's, that was, none. that's what no I way. bet on, you know. No, way. I was at a roulette table, and you didn't bet shit, you didn't bet nothing. You haven't even been to Vegas. I've been to Vegas. Have you really? Yeah, damn, I haven't. I got okay. a family out there. Is there? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Where at? Vegas. Oh, just straight up Vegas? Yeah. Like, this is like, uh, like Las Vegas or Vegas? Las Vegas.
<laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where they live. All right. So, okay. okay. Is this <laughs> is this season is this season a complete waste? Because I feel like a lot of Tennessee fans think it's a waste, but I I 100% disagree because I think this team is getting a whole lot better, and that's really good for next season. This season has sucked. Has it sucked? Yes. 110%. It sucked. But you see this team getting better. You see the skills getting better. You see Vascovi especially getting better. I think next year is going to be really good. I really do. It obviously isn't a waste. Like, you can't have a season that's a complete waste. Like, unless, like, I don't know. I mean, that's hard to do. You know, obviously something good is going to happen in a season that can be, you know, in a in a better year. Hopefully this team can slip in the NIT, I guess. We're, we're in the NIT bracket. I think I saw uh, NIT bracket where the if we both won our first games, we'd play Memphis in the second round. Hell yeah. yeah. How about that? All the Memphis fans talking crap all year and we meet in the NIT. <laughs> hey, look, you didn't make it far either. Uh, we're going to the final four. No, you ain't. You <laughs> NIT. Pretty cool. I think one of the best NIT games ever was like Allen Houston going off on Memphis in 93 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, I I made a comment about Tennessee will be really good by the end of the season. Someone was like, well, then we got the, it's February. And I was like, yeah, well, they still got like eight games left in a possible NIT. We're not going to do anything. So who cares? That's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice left. Yeah. For next season. And I hate to be that guy. Oh, there's always next year. But dude, next year looks pretty damn good on paper. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it looks pretty damn good with what's coming in and what we have now. Yeah. If you're saying this year is a complete waste, that's wrong. But um Yeah. It is you can't be disappointed by it. I'm disappointed by this season. Oh, hundred percent be disappointed. There was a definite shot making the tournament and it doesn't look like that's gonna happen to be a pretty Pretty much a miracle if we make turn right now, um, but oh, that, um, dude, that's that's not happening. No, no, it's not happening. We have to. Only lose, we can only lose, lose like two more games this season, and that just doesn't look re- realistic at all. But um, um, this team is developing. It's getting better. We will be better. We will be much better next year. Look. Should we be this bad this year? No, we could have done other things. If we got Kerry Blackshear, we we probably make the tournament. If Lamonte didn't get in, here, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, well, Lamonte. Let's just talk about this real quick. And we've mentioned this sparsely, but we have mentioned it. Lamonte, the team. If Jordan Bone did not go pro, mm-hmm. okay, we we can do that. We can play the what if should have, what if should have happened, blah 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 game, and we're gonna play that. Jordan Bone never went pro. Lamonte Turner would have had more time to rest, right? It would have looked completely different. You have Viscovi, who wasn't playing. I was opening freaking Christmas presents, and he wasn't even on the team. He wasn't even in America yet. He wasn't even in America yet. And then you have Free Euros, the whole campaign, which put a lot of pressure on Euros because everyone's like, oh, my God, he's our savior. Well, that's what coaches do. I don't think we expected to get him eligible. I don't yeah. think anyone here did. But still, um, he was still – the, the like pressure – When you have, like, a season going crazy. awry, 
what, what, do you, what can you blame? Oh, that guy who's not playing. <laughs> exactly. But every exactly, and that made him the saving hero. Here's the thing: I do think he could have changed a couple of games that he didn't play. Like we lost to Florida State by three, and it's because they kept punishing us in the paint all day. I feel like he could have been worth like a five point swing, maybe if he played. Yeah, well, yeah, could have been yeah, one he, win. Yeah, he could have got a huge win, number eighteen in the country right now. But he's one of the players that you see a little development happening. He's getting better. He the for his first couple of games are just atrocious, but he's getting better. He's he's kind of figuring it out a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. Um, yeah, he's getting better. He's he had a he had a pretty good day against Mississippi State. I think he had like twelve points. Something yeah, like yeah, he there he's shown little flashes, but it's just the turnaround. The turnaround. You haven't had the same team all season. There's been moving parts in and out. And they finally got a little core at the very end of the season. And you see them playing, you know, you see them playing a lot better. They're playing a lot better. So here. And that's good. That's good for next year. That's good for next year. And I hate to be that guy. I freaking hate that guy. I'm the most negative person in the world, but I, you know, you, you can't ride too much. Here, here was the like, opportunity. Like we said. Sorry. Here was the opportunity to turn this season around, turn the season into an instead of the turn of the season. It, it could have happened if we beat Kansas and Lawrence, in which we were really, really close on doing. If we were able to pull that upset, I think that would have vaulted us into a position where we can make a tournament. But we did not yeah. do that, and, and it spiraled into a loss at Texas, or versus Texas A&M, which was probably our worst loss of the season. And yeah. then we lost to Kentucky, and yeah, here we are. Am I missing a game? No, Mississippi State, yeah. Uh, does it kind of does it kind of remind you of Jeremy Pruitt's first season, where a little bit, yeah. Like the team is just it looks bad, but you see progression, even that, though they're losing. That that team actually made me a little angry because um, I saw stuff and then it just went away, and that that is like evidence in this year too, because like we yeah. showed something yeah. just Ole Miss and Vandy. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? That tight one. I can't think of who we beat in that stretch. But we showed a lot. Of, we showed we were really good. And then we just, like, went flat against Texas yeah. A&M after, after that great, great showing at Kansas. So it all, has to, it all has to do with confidence. And I think this team, it, it, it goes back to what I've said all along. They all look around at one another and said, who's going to take the shot? And I think the players that are coming in next – the players that are coming in next season – We'll be. We'll take a lot of pressure off. Who's going to take the shot? Yeah, I really, I really do. Because we got shooters coming in. We don't. We don't got freaking. You know, just players that are just. Oh, we got we got confident players coming in that the guys are coming are in good those, shooters. Those are NBA players. Those are good guys shooters who are playing the skill. Like those guys got skill out out coming out their ass. I mean, it's like yes, they're they're the guys who are going to take the ball and say, "Let me score." Like which we don't have right now. That's that's the biggest issue with this team. I think we have a lot of guys who who are good basketball players, but they aren't the guys who are going to light up the scoreboard. You know, like we have a lot of good defenders, good passers, good good rebound guys. We don't have the guys that are just going to put the ball in the basket on every opportunity. That's I feel like we're missing the most in this team. Just flat yeah. out guys who are you know electric scorers, yeah. leaders. And Lamonte getting injured was what really hurt us too, because he had more yeah. confidence than anyone on this team. Mm-hmm. 
his his yeah. leadership is missed heavily at Xander much. Exactly. And that goes back to what I was saying about Jordan Bowen. If he just stayed one more season, he could have taken a yeah. lot of time to let Turner heal. Okay. Yeah. And like people are right. lighting Barnes up because he didn't recruit. And he he didn't recruit. I mean he could have he could have done a lot more. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. He, there's I mean, a lot I, of swing and misses he's had. I, I I agree with with I agree with him not recruiting as well as he should. But recruiting comes when you win. Like it's it's hard to recruit. Again, we're not a blue blood program. Uh, we're, can, we're not, dude. We're not. We're know, not no, a blue. No, no, no. no I'm not saying blue blood, but I, I don't think that that stopped him from recruiting. No, he's, I'm, I, 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 I get that. But you see results, and he did screw up with not recruiting the way he should have recruited. Yeah. But last season, you saw what happened, and you see the recruiting class coming in. Winning fixes everything. Let, let me it like really does. Let me like put five things that really went south and why this team's so unproductive. Okay, let's start off last year. DJ Burns gets gets uh, he transfers to Wofford. I, there's there's rumors around what happened there. Okay, so he's not here. Uh, Derek Walker transfers to Nebraska because I don't know. I guess guess things weren't working out for him. Zach Evans he he decides to quit basketball, um, even if he wasn't that good. I, that was a swing and a miss on Barnes. I'll, I'll, that was a swing and a miss. That guy never, never worked out. Uh, Jalen Johnson, he's playing right now. He's not that great. And we, that's a swing and a miss by Barnes, pretty much. Kerry uh, Blackshear, we are really hoping to get Kerry Blackshear, and we just missed out, and he went to Florida. If we had him, this team would look a whole lot different uh, right now. He definitely picked the wrong school. Yeah. And Jordan Bone and Grant Williams both left early. That was not planned. Uh, no, he, he did not, not anticipate losing all four of those guys by this point. He he really didn't see that coming. Okay, so so that happening, Jordan Bone and Grant Williams leaving early. That happening, does that change? Like you live and you learn. So does that change the way he starts recruiting from now on? I mean, I I don't know how much he, how much longer he's going to be here. But you live and you learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. Does that change the way he recruits? I don't know. I mean, he's kind of he's got one and duns coming in. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, I don't I think see they're Keon gonna... and Jaden. I mean, they could be, but I see one and done. So I've heard all, all this whole time. I like those guys are those guys are good, man. I'm those guys are good. I'm <laughs> like a like I think I I don't want to like put too much on those guys, but. I think they'll be in the NBA like two years from now. Yeah. One done here yeah. immediately go to being a somewhat productive player in the NBA. That's the kind of guys they are. Yeah. And you should be well, excited about those guys. You should yeah. be excited. Um, Especially. Yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. Which is why people shouldn't put too much on this season. It yeah. sucks. 100%. Yes, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. But just wait till next year to completely judge what's going to happen with this program going forward. You can't put too much on this season. I've said it a hundred thousand times. You can't do it. You yeah. can't do it. But, um, yeah, 100% you, you can't do one, it. This is one season. It's going to be an L. It, and it's yeah. not a complete it's, L. Like, we, like, the thing is, like, we're kind of, we're, I guess we're below average. Like, average is like the NCAA tournament. But, 
I mean, we've had a lot worse teams. Oh yeah, yeah. We you uh you know who uh seems to be uh, looking like a good team. Who? Transition time, baby. Transition. Transition. The Battle Hawks of St. Louis. <laughs> XFL, baby. XFL. We are going to close out this show. We are a mere 55 minutes into this show, and we're going to close out with the XFL because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know, Austin, you didn't watch much of the XFL. I, I watched a good bit. I watched the highlights from the Aaron game. I Aaron Murray's trash. Oh my gosh, he's trash. That's hilarious. Yeah, I hate to see it. Things I hate to yeah, see. Yeah, hate to see. Yeah, hate to see a Georgia guy suck at life in the XFL. But my, my, been a lifelong fan. Lifelong fan since since the day they started the St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> lifelong fan, buddy. Lifelong fan. They got the win. Over the Renegades, fifteen and nine. I'm pretty excited. I'm thinking about buying some gear. I feel like I'm I should be a Renegade. Sorry, a Renegade fan. Should, I like that song by Six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. every time you say that, I just hear that, that. I hear the intro of that Six song. <laughs> oh mama, I'm in fear for my life from the love. Go on. <laughs> Battle Hawks are coming to kick that little ass. Oh my god, this is weird, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a it's fun. It's a, it's fun what's there saying for the love of football? That's pretty. It's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, exactly for the love of football, just to watch football. It's and sweet. these are these are a lot of the same players that are in the that were in the AF. But it <laughs> it is it is so so much better and so. Well done. I mean, it's been one week, but you can already tell that there's more money in this than the AF. And it's it's just it's so apparent. It's so apparent. You can totally tell. And it's so well done. The broadcasting and everything. Can I can I mention one beef I have with uh where, beef up, my friend? Where, beef up. Where is the, the southern team? You know? You put a team in Missouri and Florida, but that's not the South. I mean put a team in Memphis, put a team in Nashville, put a team in Atlanta and Charlotte. Don't you, you let the large segment of the country out of it, in my opinion. Well, that's Vince McMahon. You should tweet him. He had a team in Memphis last time. But... Yeah, we saw how, saw how that went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Chattanooga it's... ever get anything? I mean, ah, whatever. <laughs> Dude, it's Chattanooga. I almost died in Chattanooga. Yeah. I almost died on your highway, and you want to get a team? You can't even get there without almost dying. Man. He deserved one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I want to go to bro. something, man. Yeah. Well, well I, I got to grab Knoxville. I drive Knoxville. It's Chatt- freaking Saturday. So. Chattanooga got so boring this weekend. Where did you drive? I drove to Nashville, Tennessee. That's to see right. This dumbass right, guy. And his- that's right, you <laughs> dirty son of a bitch. You drove to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you got so wasted yes, in Boston Bowling. I did. <laughs> so wasted. I'm, I'm so bad at bowling when you're I'm so, so bad. wasted. <laughs> you're so bad. Yeah. Because you're always drunk. Yeah. 
always drunk. Well, it's like a strategy you have of giving me like super drunk and then taking me bowling. Like, why couldn't we like do the bowling <laughs> and then get super drunk? Like, that's that's the combo we're looking for. I don't know because we get really drunk and then like, hey man, let's go bowling. All yeah, right, so we do. That's all. Only when I'm super drunk does bowling seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, all right at bowling. I'm super drunk. It's so frustrating to be like 80 points behind, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you were far behind. Yeah, but far behind. But uh, will you? I know you didn't watch much of the XFL, but will you watch again? Oh yeah. Because I because I watched AAF like the first week and never watched it really ever again. But I'm I'm wanting to watch it again. I thought it was good. I'll watch them. Yeah, I mean it's good football. It's 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 uh you know well played. I mean I mean the yeah. talent level is not exactly that great, but it, it reminds me of college. You know, it's it's not exactly yeah. clean. It's kind of sloppy. Speaking of college, well, it's kind of like preseason football. But speaking of college, how long before they start stealing college players early? Because the NFL, the only reason college players have to stay three years in college is because it's an NFL rule. How long before the XFL starts stealing college players early? I hope How long? Happen. I mean, Oh, it's going to. It's going to 100% start happening. That's that's why the NCAA has to get their laws changed. Like, um, the state of Tennessee, I think, is already working. It's almost there, right? You heard about that? The new law to allow athlete, student athletes to be paid. So hopefully, yes. Well, the, that, the that's going and to easily catch gets gets to it for exactly the XFL. XF, yeah, XFL is going to start doing it. They, you watch, XFL is going to start getting players from college early, and that's going to really put pressure on college football to start paying their money makers. That's there it is. That's which what's going to happen. How, how do you feel about that? I don't crap. It brings this NCAA football back on PlayStation and Xbox, so let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, want NCAA back. That's just one NCAA back. It's all, do all teams get like the same amount, or is it like? Hmm. I I do. I, I wouldn't know how. Obviously, we don't work. know, but I wouldn't even know how that works. But um, yeah. And, and let's be honest. Let's, let's be flat honest. These players are being paid. <laughs> yeah. Just on paper. Oh, well, yeah. It'll be on paper now. Yeah, and we'll get and again we'll get NCAA football back on Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. So I'm good. I whatever NCAA 14 for so it's been almost uh, seven years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can probably see what Nike jerseys look like. Yeah, <laughs> in a video game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know that that happens. That happens. That's, I mean, my, I still play it, but it's looking really outdated by now. And 14, it looked great, but now it looks kind of outdated. Yeah. But Well, you need that thing to um, update the rosters and everything. Yeah, you can. You can. But, and uh, it's been a good show. It's been a good show. We wrapped it up with XFL. We started with the Vols and Jimmy Pruitt and ended with XFL. So, we started with football and ended with football. Hey, I didn't hey, get talking about hey. my shirt. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We we can we, we can roll the credits now. We're, we're the, the show's about to end. And let's, just, let's just roll the credits. Because that's what we do at the end. Yeah. Because we, we we had some people make it to the end last podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a hundred dollars if if someone makes it to the end of this podcast and 
direct messages me on Twitter or wherever, and you're the first one, I'll give you a hundred bucks. But if you make it here, if you make it this far, Austin, who liked your tweet on Twitter about your Joe? Jill shirt or whatever. Okay, okay. So I'm driving back from Nashville. I slept at Rainey's place, and we, and me and my girlfriend, we uh, we're driving back from Nashville, and uh, you pass the South Pittsburgh exit, and off the South South Pittsburgh exit, I saw a Goodies, which is a clothing store that I didn't know was still around. (laughs) Like I didn't know they're they're still around. I hadn't seen one in forever, so I'm like, oh, you know, I want to throw back. I pull off and I went in there. I think they're closing down in like two months. So, um, uh-huh. and I walked around there, didn't see anything really. And then, but next to it was a Goodwill. And then I, so I went to the Goodwill and I saw in the rack of shirts this very, very fine looking pinstripe Tennessee orange. It's not bad. It's not, it's not terrible. It is a it's freaking not, awesome shirt. The best shirt I've ever owned. I'm wearing, I'm wearing it right now. And I'm, no, I love it. Love it. I you, love I love those vintage shirts. Like I've ordered. Do you uh, do you look do you look spectacular right now? Yes, I do. Spectacular. Yes. Unlike your bowling game, you look spectacular right now. Yes. Yes. yes it's, what uh? Yeah. What happened to? Uh, anyways, I put out a tweet. You know that I got it off whatever, and uh, I saw Trey Smith liked it. So I'm like, yes, Trey Smith likes my shirt. I'm popular now. I'm popular. This very. Big man who likes to push around other big men. That's my shirt. <laughs> First, you just said, uh, you know, you slept at Randy's house. Now you're talking about other men pushing around other big men. Sounds a little good. Look, okay. That's a little good. I mentioned my girlfriend stay with me, though, so that's better. Yeah, I, I, I heard you slept that in. It's fine. But uh, but what was what was Sunday, man? I mean, we're in the credits right now. No one's listening to this part except for a handful full of people. What oh, was Sunday, oh, dude? Oh, oh, it was. Yeah, hang on, just just go ahead and start singing. What was Sunday? Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Thank Happy you. birthday, Rainy. Happy birthday to you. That is beautiful. That is, yeah, I know. That is sexy, sexiest, sexiest shit. <laughs> sexy as hell. Well, what a podcast, you know? Yeah. What a podcast. So, how was your birthday? I just laid around because I was so hungover from Saturday. We were. Dude, we got so, so drunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. drunk text, texting some women. <laughs> Actually, just a woman. And that was it. That was it. That was my night. I, and I got to see how suck how, how bad you sucked at bowling. Yeah, I, I got, your, I your girlfriend beat your ass too. Everyone beat your ass. Everyone Even the whole I, I, I think there was like a handicapped kid that beat your ass in the next lane. <laughs> hey, hey, hey handicap. I wouldn't say handicap, but <laughs> I don't know. He had crutches and a broken leg and a wheelchair. I don't know. I kid that game, man. And, and an inhaler, so yeah, and braces, <laughs> and braces. <laughs> okay, what yeah, my baby. finest day? Uh, <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll do this. We'll do this again next week. Okay. Okay. And we'll, maybe some new stories will come up. 
But we'll have if they don't, we'll have a bunch of entertaining stories, some random ass entertaining stuff. But it's been uh it's been fun, Austin Brown. Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin Brown. I said that twice. But I'm about four beers in right now, so we're good. Been good. But it's been good in the hood, my friend. Mm-hmm. Been good in the hood. See y'all next week, you bunch of bitches. <laughs> Hi everybody. I love you all. <laughs>